Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. A big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. It's an epic of heroes. And villains from a thousand worlds, a billion years in the making. You have reached the event horizon of Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Hello and welcome to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International with me, Mike Royce, and Mr. Martin Unsworth. Hello. And we are the editors of Starburst Magazine, the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment. We've been going since 1977, so you know what that means. You know, Martin. It means it's been going far too long. 40 years. Yeah, that's what I said. This next issue (laughs) that we are currently slaving over, trying to get ready. It's... It's a mammoth um, issue that we're putting together because it covers uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi. Which is also celebrating a 40th anniversary. Indeed. And there has been, if you've been reading Starburst magazine, you'll notice a little badge on the front that said Starburst 1977 to uh, 2017 and the exact 40th anniversary issue, 40 years to the day when uh, issue number one went to print and Deskin got this thing going. A, uh, it is next issue. It's issue 443. We are going to be sending it off to print around about this time next week, and it will be in the shops the week after that. So you're a couple of weeks away from seeing that very special issue all about Star Wars The Last Jedi. Mm. And there's other stuff in it. We're going to go on a little journey through the beginning of it, um, and we're going to examine some of the history of Starburst and... There you go. It'll be. It should be interesting. Although it's killing us, yeah. absolutely mental. This one. And it's been a very short month. It's been a very short month, and um, yeah, I'm. I'm still not. I'm still not quite here yet. I'm, oh no, no, I've, yeah, yeah. I've not got used to the weather. I was quite happy that I had a couple of weeks off. Yeah. Of the show, anyway. I didn't have a couple of weeks off doing anything. No, else. no, no. Um, it was. It was. Yeah. I. I don't think. Um, I, that's why I said we did that show while we're away. Yeah. Because yeah. that was a good one. I enjoyed we, that. Yeah, we could come back and just do that. How the hell we got away with recording that? I've no idea. You're supposed to get permission for filming anything personal, video interviews, anything. You. It, it's all over the place. You're not to film this, film that. And there we were, we just set up, we got in a very posh bar in Caesar's Palace, set up the recording equipment, and it was as subtle as a sledgehammer. Now, and as you probably, if you were listening to last week's show, you'll hear that uh, 
people were coming up that you remember going, yeah, yeah. oh, do you want a drink? And Chris has gone, no, 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 you're all right. Which you is know? the first time he's ever yeah. said that. Oh, I know it is, actually. Yeah, they, yeah, but they were trying to sell us roses and cigars as well, which was a bit weird. Mm. They were, they, yeah. Well, they, the, Cadbury's roses. They wrote, yeah, I mean, that. so that to them is male and female. Men want cigars, women want roses. I think it's the other way around now, I think. Is it? It probably is, actually. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe we should ask Kevin Spacey. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's too many people we need to be asking things about. Oh, no, right now, they I give up. I mean, seriously, there's no point in watching a TV show because they, they, it might get cancelled because someone's done something. Well, I mean, it's mental, this, isn't it? It's getting a bit mental. All the politicians are getting done for putting the hand on people's legs during interviews. Shocking, oh, shocking. Right. Who's that? I haven't heard that one. Oh, this is uh, the one that's just re- uh, resigned today. Oh, him? Yeah. Did, did, that, did Fallon? Did yeah. he fa- oh, God, has he been? I didn't know. Yeah, he it's not why he's resigned, apparently. So oh, he's yeah. probably done something a lot worse. They're, they're, they're afraid that won't come out now. All I know is it, it came up as a uh, news alert thing on here, and it just said that... Um, Defence Secretary Sir Michael Fallon resigns, saying his past behaviour fell short of standards required by the armed forces. My God, that's saying something, isn't it? <laughs> it's pretty much impossible to get uh, sacked from that. But yeah, yeah. So, so don't go touching anybody's legs. Wow. So yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of House of Cards. Yeah, not it's anymore. Now, now um, it's all crumbled. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it, gone crashing down. Yeah. That that title really has got more significance and irony than any of us realised, hasn't it? I mean, the guy, he handled it pretty badly. Oh, it was ridiculous. There's a number of things he could have said. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm not on his side, I don't care. I mean, if he's done that, that's sleazy. At least he didn't force himself on the guy, which is the lesser well, of a few evils. Exactly, yeah. He, he, t- he took a rejection and, uh... and he, did, but, and he but, left you know, it. I there, guess. There's, there's other things that have been said since, but you know, I don't know. And there's lots of other accusations about him oh, that have been going around for a while. Yeah, but, but it was just his deflection, I think. That's uh, oh yeah, that's yeah. Caused, I mean, well, well, the, back, the back in the eighties, uh, there was a, a there, I can't remember her name. She wrote a, a piece in a newspaper, and it it said um, it was somewhat along the lines of, well, you've got to be careful of, of predatory homosexuals, basically. And she equated that you that yeah, basically paedophilia, sexual deviance, that they that goes hand in glove with being gay. There's, and, there's people who genuinely believe that. Yeah, I know there are. There's a lot of people believe a lot of bloody things, don't uh, they? You know, yeah. that's why you've got people it's who are same, still in the Ku Klux Klan. Exactly, you know? and there's people that still believe religion. So, oh, know, yeah, this well, is a crazy yeah, old world. There you go. I mean, uh, to, to me, you know what religion is to me? It's just another mythology that Absolutely. people read, you know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely, if you want to believe that. It's interesting stuff, but but I've got to say, yeah, if Kevin Spacey thought that this was a great time to come out, then uh, I think he's. I I think he thought that headline would scoop the other headline. Yeah, I I think he thought that there'd be sympathy because it's like, well, look, don't give me too much of a hard time because I'm sort of coming out here and it's a big moment for me. But no, what. I don't think he thought it through because don't, if don't he, go on uh, Hampstead Eve either. Then well, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't think this. He he didn't didn't look down the line at this, and he, he certainly. I, I don't think he realised how this would be taken. I mean, 
It's ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's basically the, the tweet, said, the, the statement was it? It wasn't even a tweet, it was a statement. Wasn't yeah. it? And he just basically said, uh, as good as said, well, you know, um, I'm really sorry about that. You know, well, I, I can't remember it. I was a bit drunk, but I mean, I'm gay, so what do you expect? Yeah. Well, that's and, almost right. And, and that's crazy. That's crazy. Who, who, did he not speak to anybody before he sent that out? No, he, he literally thought that people would scoop onto that and it would wow. be like, oh, don't matter what wow. else he's done, he's, he's just come out. So I've got People the... knew, people don't care. Well, you heard last week's show. It, it, a, a great proportion of it was taken up with our friend Mr. Weinstein. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I was quite blunt about it. I thought, I thought it was absolutely disgraceful what's been going on there. But I think that not so much his actions, but the fact that that this oh what's he like well, attitude that, that's the problem when you're in power you do get away with so much more than anybody else i get it yeah i totally get it but this this uh, kevin spacey i don't know i've heard some stories but i've not i don't think he's a prevalent predator from what I'm, i think I'm he's hearing. an opportunist yeah Is yeah, yeah. Word? opportunist opportunist yeah he's basically if there's a young guy that he quite fancies and he's uh a bit three sheets to the wind, whatever. He, he might take advantage if that. But I, I think, like I say, the guy at least rejected him, but he was 14. So the question is, did he know he was 14 or not? It, it That's was a, not been answered, has but it? But he was at a party which, you know, you'd assume would be over 18. Yeah. And it, it's it, had, there's probably a lot yeah. of assumption. It doesn't make it right. But no, it's, it's, uh, it's not. He might, right. he might have been on, in there under false pretenses. He might have yeah. snuck in as, a, as an 18-year-old. So if you're a Netflix fan, the show has now been put on hiatus. They are currently filming, I think there were about four episodes or something like that from the end of season six, and they have literally mothballed production. I bet Robin Wright and all the rest of them yep. on set are over the moon with Mr. Spacey. Yep. So that's gone to a halt. I, I'm making a prediction, and I'm, I'm saying uh, I feel... Certainly, where it ended last season, and then you're moving into this one, you could have him assassinated or got rid of at this point, and there is still a, a story to tell. Mm. Now, maybe that's not what they intended, but they probably will finish the series off. But he will not. I I make a uh, prediction here. He will not be back on set again. No, no, he won't. They won't. They won't have him back. So. I'll be honest, it's a shame because everybody, there's a lot of people enjoyed watching that, and now he's, um, his, his stupidity's ruined that it's for everybody. Solid it. Yeah, it has. And, and even when you do, yeah, of course, you get these shows and you you can finish them off. I mean, my God, they range from like the end of uh, Colin Baker's era. They, he, decided he wasn't going to go and do the crossover episode because yeah. they treated him so badly. The regeneration one. The, the regeneration, yeah. they had Sylvester McCoy wearing a wig and they blurred his face and then he regenerated and it, it was, oh, it was pretty shit. It yeah. really was. So I'm assuming that at, at this, if they do go ahead with finishing that off, which I can't see Netflix not doing it, I just can't. You might get a lot of back of headshots. Yeah, you'll have someone with... Not in the his... JFK sort of way, but... Yeah, yeah, you'll have um, him back of his head going across the road and he might get run over, shot, whatever, and he's yeah. dead. And that'll be that, you know. But the problem is, we all know this happened. So when we're watching it, 
you yeah. suspense enough disbelief, you'll be like, oh, this is the episode after he's done his, uh, his confessional. Well, ironically, the uh, very, very presidential. <laughs> well, this is the thing, isn't it? I mean, somebody wrote, uh, it's, it's doing the rounds, a little thing where they said that the, uh, the, uh, the fake president is being high, held to a higher level of accountability than uh, the actual president yeah. because he's he's admitted to actually doing worse, which is true. He has well, admitted he, he, to yeah. doing he's worse. He's bragged about it. He's not just admitted yeah. it, he's bragged. Oh, he's admitted he's grabbed them by the vagina. Mm. That's that, that's what he said, whereas they, this, he tried it on with somebody, they rejected him, and then the guy left. Mm. Um, the, the, yeah, the issue with this case with Spacey is that the kid was 14, then that's the question. Did he know he was 14 or did he think he was 16? There is a big difference. Because yeah. if the guy was 16, 17, then, yeah, if Kevin it's Spacey no, it's tried... No, it's no story other than the fact yeah. that, you know, he, he's tried... You know, people try it on in clubs. If they get rejected, they skull yeah. fuck cough into the corner. You know, if they do anything else, it's totally wrong. Of course it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, but... he, he, he tried it on with him and the guy and the kid went, ooh, no, thank you, and went... Uh, that's it. The fact he's 14 is the story. There you go. Yeah. So I don't know. Has, it, has it soiled your opinion of uh, Star Trek Discovery? Uh, Star Trek Discovery? Well, you know... Are you going to watch it now and go, you I'm, little grass? I don't know. I mean, he's not grass, is he? I know, just, I'm teasing he's you. He's getting it, getting it out of his system, and he, you know, he, he, he feels aggrieved by it, and he's apparently, in interviews, he's saying that whenever he sees Kevin Spacey in something on TV, films or whatever, he feels a bit sick, you know. I'll, mm, yeah, yeah I mean, okay. that, that doesn't, Get it. doesn't ring true if he didn't actually physically do anything. I don't know. I mean, at 14, do you, do you freak out if somebody, like, you know... I, I, would, I would say that if he's at a party, as, you know, he was probably drinking as well. He was there, you know... And yeah. that sort of thing, you know, people do chat other people up. I do love that. Um, oh, it's bad drunken behaviour. I can't remember this. And I'm like, well, can't you, Kevin? Can't you? Can I you can't remember, remember that day in you January. <laughs> Maybe you can't. But then the, the problem is, is he can't win because if he says he can't remember it, it suggests that he does that much of this sort of stuff. Well, they're all merging into what? From, from what we've heard, maybe. But let's move on. Yeah, let's move. Let's move on. Um, have we got any women that have been interfering with anybody? No such luck. No, no, no. It, it, I've got to say, it, it feels like everybody's at it. And you know what? It feels Pro- like everyone but me and you are, 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 they, are doing all sorts. They probably are. And yeah. you know what? It's probably just even misjudgments for a lot of it. Mm. Not everybody's deliberately going out and doing really nasty things to people. Mm. You know, like we just said, you know, putting your hand on someone's knee when you're talking to him doesn't necessarily form abuse to me. Hey, what about the Bush the Elder? Yeah, well, he's, yeah, yeah. He's been accused of t- touching the derriere of these uh, girls that are next to him. Well, he's in a wheelchair, though, so uh, I'm not it, being funny, but that's where he, he he can't put his arm around the waist when he's posing for a photo. I saw him posing for photos. Mm. Maybe he is just touching what is level with him. Oh, you know, you know. It, He's, he might be trying to get their attention, can't get up, you know? Yeah. But, but you know, he, he made a, a lewd joke or something like that. Who doesn't? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. Well, his wife was there. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be sent down weird, ages ago if that was happening. Yeah, his wife, Barbara Bush, was there, apparently. So, I don't know. 
dear. So sad to see can't trust anybody. Even yeah. in, even even ex presidents in wheelchairs at yeah. the moment. I wouldn't trust any president, but uh, yeah. Anyway. We've got a magazine on sale anyway, so Well what's in it? It's uh it's the uh Justice League one. So it's got a uh, Superman in it, obviously. Mm. <laughs> it's well, he's he's this is the thing. I don't know why they did it. Everybody knows he's going to turn up in the last act. Yeah. Have you? Should we do a little bit of news before we go to the the break? Because yeah, this is something on, I've written down. And go you've, on. Uh, go on. Don't know if you've, uh, you've. Well, seen we've got this. a few minutes, so we well, let's have a news. Uh, some news. <coughs> just yeah, just because we we got into Justice League. Why not? Um, did you hear Danny Elfman? Yep. Quoting that he's going to bring back the the Batman theme. Yep. Yep. And to go with the Superman thing. Uh, People are speculating because they've seen the track listing of the album, the yeah. soundtrack, mm. that one of the tracks has got the Superman theme, the John Williams Superman theme incorporated really? into it. Oh, that's a bit naughty. Might, on, isn't might it? only be a bar or two, but it's a bit naughty because uh, they sort of established. It. In fact, one of the few things that actually works about Man of Steel and this iteration of Superman is the. Uh, I, that's quite a good theme. That Zimmer. Uh, Man of Steel theme, but but since Whedon's come on board and mm. and then he got Elfman on board, yeah, of course he did. Yeah. Basically, it's it's literally going to be a clean sweep, isn't it? So yeah, of course it is. Yeah, and they want to sort of like have as many points that hit home to people as they can. Well, do you know what? If that's the case, and they do have a bit of that, then I hope that he could. I mean, they could just vastly redo. His sort of personality when he comes back from the dead, as it that, were. Yeah, that, yeah, because make, make him more of a classic Superman, more of a hero. Yeah, and the, he's actually uh, Cavell's been quoted mm. as saying, "Oh, yeah, there's been there's been problems with the, the past." Yeah, there's been problems with the past, but I mean, it's not his fault, is it? I mean, he's no, no, told he, he's, he's to working play with, it. He's working with that script. He was told to play it that way. He's played it that way. What more do you want? I mean, he's po faced boring version of superman miserable bugger that's uh, obs- overly obsessed with his god complex you know that's yeah, and it, it, it not didn't enjoyable have the, the essence of what superman was meant to be about well no protecting because, the people yeah protecting you, you want to see what superman justice about. superman too great you know he's having a big fight with the supervillains, and one of the ways they managed to get the better of him is they start attacking the people because mm. they know that's his weakness that's great that's superman and but he didn't end a man of steel. The the there's ten tons of concrete falling on everybody, and he's yeah, just yeah. flying around. He's more interested in his fight, his little fight with Zod, than wherever anybody's dying. Yeah, or it's not. more about pride than the. Yeah, I know. It's that's that's not the Superman I grew up with, and I'll be honest, it's been proven by people's response that it's not the Superman that people want to see on screen. Yeah. So well, there's no point in having it, in doing it. It's just shame because I love Zack Snyder. And I'm so so frigging disappointed in what he's done with this because the the other stuff that he's done, it's, it wasn't like this. He, even Watchmen wasn't as dark as as, mm. as Man of Steel. And that should have been. That's, yeah, absolutely it should have been. That's why they chose him because people thought that was a good version of the, a good adaptation of it, wasn't it? But, mm. Yeah. No, I'm glad they brought that theme back though. That's not been, it's been used for the animated series Batman, but it wasn't used after um, Batman Returns. Mm. It, the, um, was it Ike Horn, 
uh, did the soundtrack for the third one and the fourth one, and he came up with a new version. Yeah, yeah. Then you had Zimmer on the Dark Knight and all that. So this would be the first time it's back, and it's be, quite it, a good theme. It only has to be a little hint yeah. of it here and there, but it's yeah. just you know, it's a nice touch. Yeah, but you know what? I like, I like as much as I like him occasionally. Elfman, he's very same. Yeah, it's very lightweight, fluff in it. I mean, the back in the day in the eighties, like Beetlejuice and all that, it it fit that. But we've moved into more sophisticated. Well, um, he he, times, he comes we? from that, uh, you know, the the Oingo Boingo band, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So it's that sort of light fluffiness. But right. as we will come to our review, review later on, yeah, um, people can come from quirky bands and do. Good soundtracks. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, 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 without a doubt, yeah, without a doubt. No, there's no doubt on that. Right, shall we go for a break then? Yeah, and well. have a little break, and we'll be back right after this. Starburst Magazine, the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment. We make total film look like rubbish. I listen to FabRadioInternational.com. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And we're here live this week. We've been away, and last week's was a show that was recorded live at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas, which was fun. That was good. Yep. Did you get up to any craziness this time? Well, as I said on the last one, the uh, that that Walking Dead was was really good, that Walking Dead mm. experience. It was I know you were looking good. forward to that when you going yeah and it was really good it, it had the acting was good it was long thankfully that's always you know, good and uh, i hate keep sticking the boot into alien escape but it's like that's my yardstick for how not to do it now and it's <laughs> that was only an add-on though i know it was only an add-on but, oh, but yeah but you've got posters everywhere they're trying to no, they're no. trying to get people to come to see that and see to sort at the same time but the the fact is that this was the real deal it wasn't eli roth's goratorium it wasn't that level of perfection. No How much did it cost again? Uh, it's only about thirty odd dollars. Still a lot. Though. Eli Roth's Goratorium was more than that. I tell you. Jesus. Um, yeah, well, you're paying loads of actors, loads of actors. Well, this one. I say the only thing that I've got criticism of it. That you go in and there's lots of people being zombies, lots of soldiers, and you're in the middle of the infection. It's mm. Fear the Walking Dead, but it could be any Walking it's Dead. It's just they're trying to get dead. that brand yeah. out there, aren't they? And and you walk through. It's very, very big. You're going through a big hospital. Big, you're up in a lift. that The lift doesn't actually move, but it's hydraulics. But, my God, it works. You believe you're in a lift, yeah. you know. And then um, you, you're wandering around. It's great fun. There's zombies eating people and then people, whatever. But I say what, they make use on a couple of occasions of, of something that they were doing in Alien Escape. And can I say, it's the projected silhouette thing. Yeah. It doesn't work. Anybody listening to me, anybody listening who's involved in theatre or doing interactive experiences, horror things, walkthroughs or whatever, yeah, don't bother using that. It doesn't work. It just looks like a shit projection. And it doesn't convince you that anything's going on. This one was just, oh, you, there was a curtain and there was a projection on the curtain so you could think that there was a, a patient through the 
the window and that a zombie had just come up and bit him in the neck and all that and all you're thinking is oh what a shit projection that's not real (laughs) that actually takes you out of the experience because the rest of it's live yeah but but you know we're we're more informed and all that sort of thing so could it be that other people would enjoy it oh no i just think they look at it and just think it looks bad and don't know why i just think they probably don't know the technicals of what they're looking at but they, they just sort of not convinced by it. I just don't think it works on any level. Uh, but the, the acting was great. The actors were really intense. And then they got to a bit where we me me and Chris hadn't got a clue. Um, uh, the uh, well, No, Chris actually knew it was me and Colette who didn't have a clue. Uh, me and her, we were like, what's going on here? And then um, they, there's these guns at the side, and you've got onto this, and next minute you're in a, a Jeep, and it's a VR game. You've got... Yeah. 3D glasses on and you're shooting the zombies so there's sort of like a 3D interactive game at the end it's very good as well the, and the, the jeep's moving about and it's going everywhere with a projection with a 3D you just feel like you're there loved it, thought it was great I'd, I, you know I can highly recommend it if you're in, in Vegas it's, it's absolutely brilliant that's how to do it, there you go you need a big place, you need plenty of room but again, lot of outworked actors. Again, lots of lots of people though. It's very people intensive. Again, I mean, the I know you're. Mo- I can't believe you're moaning at thirty dollars. That's twenty twenty three quid to do exactly. that. Twenty three exactly. quid to do that is brilliant. Brilliant that you'd you'd pay that for the Hammer Horror one that's on that we haven't got free tickets for. Why? Why have we not? Why have you not given us free tickets to go and see this? I've not heard good things about it anyway. Well, what have you heard then? Well, I've heard it's just been, you know, quite standard. It's n- yeah, but what I, is standard? I think for because, that? because you're in a haunted house. Aren't I think you? because with that they were doing it in a theatre situation with different rooms. Yeah. And each one was a different story, all linking up to the same story. Oh right. So you miss you know something what? that could be right. You know, there'll be people in one room and they'll hear a scream somewhere else go, damn, I should have been in that one. Oh, I know, yeah. Well, that that's just encourages you to come back and do it again, doesn't it? And Probably, do yeah. Way, you know, that's that, like, was what, that was like yeah. 50 quid, was it, somewhere? Yeah. I told you well, I told you about that one that I went on. Um, it was You didn't have options to go off in different bits, but it was, uh, it was a United Nations um, peacekeeping treaty. It was a, it was a, it was a uh, performance art thing on war, yeah. And they, they sold it to me because it was like, oh, you'll be taken on as... Is this as the a, one at Corner House or Hull? Uh, uh, no, it was at um, uh, Lowry Theatre. And oh, right, yeah. outside, they said, that you, there's pyrotechnics, you've got a war zone and all that. So I thought, oh, great. Honestly, I've never had more of a game of two halves in my life yet. Went, out, went, went there, and all of a sudden, you, you took in the tent, you're given this by a general, he's going, right, you're going to be brought round, you're going to have to stick with your uh, soldier, you do exactly what he says, don't deviate, all the rest of it. So then we get outside, and then all of a sudden, all these air bombs and mortars are going off, and it looked really good. And then he goes, right, get in, get in the truck, get in the truck to get away from here. So we get in the truck, yeah, and then we sat there, and there's this like this sack at the front. So this sack, I straight away I thought, well, for starters, no one else is paying attention to this sack, but I'm looking at this sack, and I thought, well, there's something going to be happening there because well, for starters, it's breathing. You've seen audition. Well, yeah, I have, but but <laughs> equally, 
it's breathing. There's a sack breathing. If I walk in a room and there's a sack and it's breathing, I go, there's someone in that sack. Yeah. So something's going to happen. I'm yeah. going to be on, on edge with that. Right. So, so what happens? Oh, you won't believe this. So what happens is then um, some, a soldier comes in and pulls the sack out into the middle. Pulls and opens his sack it up, out? Pulls the, ace, oh, the no. sack out. And then this guy, uh, yeah, there's a guy with no legs and, and, and stumpy weird arms in it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And he, 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 starts sing, he starts reading war poetry to us. I thought he was like, going to start singing. No, no, no. He started <laughs> reading war poetry to us about the horrors of war and all this crap. So we got, we got five minutes of that. And, and I'm, I didn't give a shit. I mean, I'm like, well, I've seen worse than this, you know, in my life. And, uh, but everybody else apparently hadn't because they, they, they just couldn't handle this. Right, everybody else in that truck, and it was really tight. There's like seven or eight of us, and everybody's just very close together, and they're all very uncomfortable about this. They they didn't know what to make of this poor guy with his twigs for hands and his, his <laughs> no legs. They they had no. Well, it's just I'm just saying it as it is. I don't know what the condition was. He had a condition, and maybe you shouldn't be putting him in a sack. Exploitation. You know. Yeah, saxploitation. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. And um, and then and then we we then they they put him back in the sack. And Potter, <laughs> no, seriously, they put him back. It's worse. Sack. It's worse because you know he's in there. That so so they shove his head back in and they go right back in there. You tie it up till the next and show. shove him and shove him under the uh, seat. Right, shove him under the seat underneath us. And then it's like right, we got to leave now. Right, bang. And um, we leave, and then they took us to a triage tent. And then you're wandering around, and there's about 25 hospital beds all in a big circle around this tent, right? And you walk up, and they go, right, go and listen to their stories. So you go there, and then there's a tape recorder on a loop play in the pillow of each of them. And they're all going like, my name's John. I left my home at 17 in 1913. I had my daughter uh, who uh, who had, had just been born and I was coming home to my young wife, but I never saw them again on the day in Somme. And he'd go on like they'd be some horrendous, awful, depressing story. And then you'd go on to the next one. And it, it was, I swear, each one was worse, yeah. And you were going round and then, and then the nurses came and went, right, and they put some classical music on. And then they went, right, so you grab the bag of, back of the bed that you're at and um, we, we had to start dancing, like ballroom dancing with this frigging bed, right? You know what, I, I'd have not done that. Well, you're going to be proud of me because I just went, I keep, I, you've, got, you've lost me now. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm, no, I'm done, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. So, um you know, I, I just I just stepped to one side at that point. I just left it. I said the bed can sort itself out, and then and then it all ended. And then and then you took outside, and then you go, oh, go into the uh, into this little like a caravan, like a little porter cabin, yeah. Mm. And then and then there's all, and you're supposed to write a letter to an imaginary dead, an imaginary soldier on the front line, yeah. I mean, what what the fuck is that? I mean, that this is entertainment. No, it wasn't cheap. I know it wasn't bloody cheap either. And and then so that was my night. And then um, 
Do you know, you can, it's hard to give up drinking when you're having to put up with shit like that, isn't it? You do, you on about, oh, I won't go and have a drink tonight. And then you go, no, we need a few drinks now. But that's what I'm talking about. So to be honest with you, when it comes to stuff like this, you g- give me uh, Fear the Walking Dead experience any day. You know, give me the Passage of Terror. Give me whatever. I love <laughs> stuff like that, but I can't Even be... Alien Escape. No. <laughs> it's too shit. It's too, it's too, yeah, draw, you've got to draw the line somewhere, haven't you? You know what I mean? But, but no, I did that. And then I saw that we went to Clown Motel. Oh, yeah. And Chris was moaning because the guy who owned it, he, he, the gift shop, he wasn't dressed like a clown. And I went, wait, well, that is absolutely so outrageous that you think that he should be dressed as a clown. He's it, 70 odd years old. Clearly, it, it might seven, have been his day off and he'd just come in. He's at least 70. I can assure you it wasn't his day off. I can assure you he doesn't have a day off. He's probably him running that. And he had this really long-suffering sort of maid-type girl who clearly, you know, goes between the houses. Each each motel room had a different clown on the door, you know, and there was a sign on... There was some old stuff that had been taken out of there yeah. uh, that we obviously they were trying to flog and it was in a skip at the side <laughs> and it was spelt uh, Furture for sale. <laughs> F-U-R-T-U-R-E. Furture for sale. Was, was there a backward R as well? I wish there was. That would have been complete then. You've got a graveyard right at the side of it. It's the most bizarre place. The oh, Clown Motel. Though. Look it up online if you're interested, anybody. The Clown Motel in Las Vegas. It, it's just outside. It's... Um, it's 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 quite unusual. Was it clown really with is. a K? No, I would have been even more impressed if it was. Yeah. And then we went uh, we went to a place called Bonnie Springs, and you go. Um, it was at night. Night had fallen. We went down this road, and it said oh, Bonnie Springs. So so, and it it, it was a talk about a cliche, a horror movie cliche. It sounds like I a naff cabaret. This is a terrible idea. We're going down this dusty lane going into the middle of nowhere heading to this bonnie springs where it's a bar and it's whatever anyway we got there and it's quite quaint there's a little little bridge and then there's this little bar and they had they had a little petting zoo yeah right and it was obviously not very big and you could hear the animals sort of going i want to get out of here you yeah. know sort of in their whales <laughs> yeah and then you will you'll love this was there a man um, in a sack no they want a man in a sack I I got a drink, sat down, and then and then Chris had gone out for a wander. He comes back in. He goes, "You won't believe this." I'm like, "What?" I went, "They've got a wax museum." Oh, brilliant! And I said, "Yeah, it's House of a Thousand Corpses." This and it. <laughs> we got out in one piece. I went out for a walk, and I went near some bushes, and all I heard was like that coming out of the bushes. So I figured, yeah, they've got a big dog. Yeah. Did you Ooh, go to the wax museum? I didn't go, it was closed. It closed at five o'clock and we were there at seven. And for some reason, I suspected that... I think it would have been well worth what looking at mm. for the wrong reason. Oh, absolutely. Oh, this would have been... The great Yama fall over again. Oh, good God. Well, I remember in Morecambe, we had it with Louis Tussauds, not Madame Tussauds, yeah. and no nothing. I Even as a kid that young... I knew nothing looked like anything, you know, nothing. I like the horror. I like the house of horror. You know, the uh, Chamber of Horrors, though. Yeah, yeah. That was always a great bit of a... I, have they got one in um, Tussauds in London? I don't, I don't think they have any more, because yeah. we, we, we certainly didn't see it then. God, everything's we? been tidied up, hasn't it, eh? Life's yeah. been clen- cleansed, hasn't it? Yeah, everything's all the fun's been, been sapped out of it. It has. It's all been bloody sanitised, hasn't it? Why, why can't you have a Chamber of Horrors at the Wax Museum yeah. anymore? Touching people's you know? legs, I don't know. 
All gone now, isn't it? What, the waxworks? <laughs> I bet they were. Bloody hell. But, yeah, but, hey, I bet, they, bet, bet they've all been melting the Jimmy Savills, haven't they? Yeah? Well, I think that's it, you see. Like, do you reckon they had one at two swords? Did of that course, have to God, go? God, yeah. Yeah, but do you know what though? If someone said to me, "Are you surprised it hasn't happened to?" And I've got one. Go on, Chris Biggins. Come on, you would have put money on that, wouldn't you? I don't know. It's too obvious, though, isn't it? It. It's, that's another one that you know. I think it's what about uh, the Chuckle Brothers? Oh yeah, they. No doubt there's some iffy going on there. They'd, yeah. they'd be spit-roasting We people. have to be careful, though, because we're actually accusing people well, who haven't been accused of... Or they haven't even been a whiff of anything. No, we're that. not suggesting there is. We're just... Yeah. Um, we just included him on a, on a, on a paedophile section of we, the we, show. We weren't doing this yep. again, were we? No. 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 So... No. Let's move on to films and tv films and tv and right got the news coming up any minute anyway, okay so. well well we i think we need to explain what's going on with the website as well since yeah we've got a few god minutes. yay so it was supposed to be going live the week i went away then it was supposed to be going live during the time i was away it still hadn't got live by the time i got back it's now a week later it was supposed to be going live today and it's not gone live what is looking likely is it tomorrow afternoon it goes live we have it on our test server for 24 hours 48 hours while we make sure everything functions the shop payment so we don't want it going live and then people start buying magazines and the magazines don't the payments don't go through and all that and it's yeah, a mess we don't get the email saying you bought it correct we need to know so we are going to be testing it for a day or two so i would imagine it's going to be live for you guys come monday and i think you're gonna I love th- it i think i think we can test that in the morning and we might be live by tomorrow that's I'm, a very not, old statement we're not going to promise they? because we've we've been made pro- we've we've been made promises that haven't been fulfilled bold it's, moves. it's not all us it's it's not us at all what do you mean it's not all yeah. us. we're not the web design company not no. what do you mean it's not it's not all well, us it's we, not remotely us we have to take some responsibility for the people sometimes you know oh i don't think so we not could, on we, this one, we could have been chasing them and well, you have been chasing them. You've been chasing them while I was away. While I was away, there was a load of emails going to them, and I got one that was, oh, dear me, this the login hasn't worked for it. And I thought, well, you've left it a week to ask that. Mm. That's when the famous email went across. Yes, yes. Oh, God, the next day, though, you know, uh, you know when you reread an email, and um, I looked at that email that I'd sent to them, and I thought, God, that's a bit of a, that's a sharp instrument, that, isn't it? Well, God. to be honest, you've done worse. Oh, I have probably, yeah. But it, just, it might have it only been the fact really... that it was on holiday that softened it. But you know what got me though? The uh, it was all nothing could be done. I can't get in a lot. I sent that email, and then the next day it's like, yeah, we've managed. Got on. We're all good. Did yeah, you notice that? How course, quick they managed course, to fix it? Of course. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing what happens. I didn't when threaten you... to kill him. I just threatened to sue him. <laughs> <laughs> Probably worse. They'd probably be put. They'd be happy to be put out of the misery. I don't know. It's it's a great company. Uh, but but <laughs> it sounds it, it's it? a great company. But they just keep getting rid of people, and they're not telling us they've gone. And then suddenly, with that guy or this girl that we were dealing with, who was holding, who was dealing with our accounts, suddenly they don't work there anymore. I mean, one of them, we phoned her up the day she was sacked. Mm. right we're not happy with this we want this doing and she's like oh i've just been sacked and i thought god you assholes couldn't you have just told us yeah so we could don't miver your person that you've just 
dealt with in a brutal manner. Terrible. Anyway, there you go. They've got company. Oh, I know, I know. Well, we've got to go for the news now, but we've, uh, we have actually got some stuff. We've got Star Trek Discovery. We've got Ash versus Evil Dead. We've got loads of stuff to talk about. And we're going to be uh, reviewing a certain movie from Marvel Studios that yep. everyone must have seen by now. And if anybody hasn't seen, we may be able to convince you to see said film. It was summer, a pleasant outdoor cafe. They sat in the sun with their friends, enjoying good food, good wine, the good life. Then came the Psycho Savages. Within minutes, dreams of a lifetime were shattered. Motorcycle chains and wooden clubs left their bloody marks everywhere. No one escaped them, man, woman, or child. And when they left, no one had the guts to turn them in. The Cycle Savages is a brutal story of Keeg, their leader, so twisted even the rest of the pack feared him, of the girls, the drugs, the booze, and the machines that roared hate till the whole town shuddered. The Cycle Savages stars Bruce Dern, Chris Robinson, Melody Patterson. You'll hate this picture because somewhere you're in it. The Cycle Savages is rated R. Starburst Radio. Hang out with the editors of the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment every Wednesday, 9 p.m. till 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Across the world, 24 hours a day. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And you know, I forgot to tell you something, Martin. What did you forget to tell me? Do you know, um, I met up with somebody in Las Vegas who, who is a, a uh, person we've had on this show. Oh, yes, I remember you. Andrew Leevold. When we were, met him last time, you were looking at uh, yeah. starting this out. Uh, Andrew Leevold was on his tour of the United States with uh, Search for Weng Weng. And he turned up in Vegas. He was going to come. So he came on a Greyhound and then he stayed at Circus Circus. So we went and met him there. Then we went to downtown and we went to an Evil Knievel themed pizza bar. Brilliant. As you do. (laughs) And we had a slice of pizza. Then we went to this bar called Atomic. And what that is, if you've seen pictures of people on a roof in Vegas watching the Atomic Blasts here... It's from this place that they watched them. It's a vantage point. So they've turned it into a bar. And it's really, really cool. It's a really good bar. So we had a few drinks there. Then we uh, we went to a place called the Sand Dollar. And, it's, and there was a, a band on. And uh, they were playing, uh, like, rockabilly. One of them was on double bass. One was on drums. One was uh, vocals. And then there was a break halfway through. And he wandered, he wandered off, and me and him were just chatting, and you won't believe what, we were talking about the On the Buses trilogy and the inconsistencies between the three of them, you know. Yeah, yeah. can <laughs> a, you a believe pro- it? A proper critical discussion. Yeah, we were it. discussing On the Buses mythology and, and continuity errors, yeah. You see, that's, that's, yeah. that's my fault. That, that's unbelievable, isn't it? So we're there. Yeah, but when you think about a background, yeah, I've come all that way from, from here, and he's come from Brisbane, yeah, mm. via... 
Bangkok and bloody millions of other places, and uh, to end up in a in a bar listening to a rockabilly band in Las Vegas chatting about on the buses. That's living the dream. It is living the dream. And then, uh, yeah, the band came back on, they ju- and they came back on dressed as Batman, Robin, and the Riddler. And they looked... Exa- I'm not joking, the costumes were... I've shown you the pictures. Yeah, yeah. They look exactly like they've walked out of, of the 60s set. And then they started playing, and I've never seen anything cooler than this in my life. I mean, I'm in a bar in Vegas, listening to a rockabilly band dressed as 60s Batman, Robin and the Riddler. And then, uh, but the only downside, the Riddler then decides to do a drum solo, right? So he did a drum solo, starts out on the drums, then takes this little um, white plastic box and carries on doing it and walking around the bar doing his drum solo. Yeah. Yeah, 20 minutes, <laughs> drum solo. You don't get that a rush game. 20 minutes drum solo. I've wanted to stuff them drumsticks up his arse after about 10 minutes, you know. That's when you go for a toilet break. Yeah, right? I'd say, well, you know, I didn't want to miss anything, did I? I was, but then he stopped and it was good. I mean, they were good. They were a tight band. They were great. But but I've got to say, as, gimmick go, as gimmicks go, that was a good gimmick. Mm. I like that a lot. And then we went to... What is known as one of the biggest dive bars in Vegas is a, a karaoke bar called Champagnes. It's open till God, all night or whatever. And, and it's one of them where you, you yeah, we, we nearly got thrown out. That's as low as it gets. <sighs> Andrew was absolutely buggered. He was wiped out. He was collapsing in there, fucking falling asleep. And they were going, right, you'll have to go in a minute, you and your friend and all that. I thought, my God, that's it's usually me that's getting... Yeah. That, that, you know, it's, God, this is bad, isn't it? If you've been upstage. But... <laughs> yeah, I've been upstage. Someone else is behaving worse than me, you know. The... Yeah, it was it was one of them where... Yeah, it reminded me when I was on the stag do years ago, uh, Mank Dave... Um, we were in a casino on Blackpool Front because we'd gone to play craps at a, at a bloody casino because there weren't any craps tables, but we found one that had got one. And then he, um, and then that, that we went there and the, the, the craps table was shut for the night. That's great, isn't it? So we <laughs> well, went. That's off, crap, isn't it? So, yeah, no. So we went to another casino across the road, and the, yeah, yeah, the he, uh, Dave got cut off at the bar. Yeah, and I said that's as low as it gets. The low point of your life now. You've just been refused drinks at a bar in a casino in Blackpool. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the night where after that we went into another bar and we, the, there was the guy there on the... Uh, there was a girl on the corner flyering. Now, I, was go, I go in the Crazy Scots bar because it's funny. It's very, very, very violent and everything. It's always kicking off and all that. But I actually find it quite interesting for people <laughs> watching you. Now, I didn't realise it was a BMP pub, right? So we went in there on this night and there's a girl flyering for the BMP on the corner, and, I went, and my mate Brian's going, that's disgraceful, that. I can't believe they're just flyering that, that blatantly on the bit. And I went, okay, right. And then I got in the uh, bar, and then we're being served, and then Will, Steve Wilson's there, and he, Wilson just nudges me. And I went, what's up with you? And he went, nudges, and he keeps pointing across the bar. And I went, what? And he went, mm. and I, you know, I looked at the bar, and I went, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. He looks sort of familiar, and then he just put the flyer underneath me again yeah it's him he was the mp for the he was the guy going for to be mp for bmp if that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah there's uh it's a funny old world isn't it so yeah andrew leevold sadly then left las vegas went to mexico and some absolute bastard stole all his book money that he'd been oh. collecting through the entire tour so he'd gone all the way down america Sally, not to packed out screenings 
intimate little screen. He's sold a few books here, a few books there. So he's, you know, uh, but yeah, they sold, they stole bloody one and a half thousand dollars off him out of his uh, wallet, and uh, he had it on him. He shouldn't have had it on him really, but he was on the tube in uh, Mexico. So yeah, God bless him, and if he ends up listening to this, yeah, I hope he's all right. So we've uh, we're going to meet up with him again. He's, he, I said, you're coming back to Manchester. Let's do your little screening. Let's do whatever show you want to put on. Let's do it at Fab. Mm. Let's do it at Fab and we'll all uh, make a fuss of you. Uh, he works hard, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he works hard. He's doing another documentary, isn't he, on the uh, Mar- uh, Imelda de Marcos and all that. Imelda Marcos is uh, pawn. Yeah, yeah. So... She's not in the pawn, I don't No, think. no, no, no. Did, so... you, did you end up seeing Search for Wang Wang? Yeah, I did, yeah. I loved it. I thought it was really, really, really good. I thought he, he, he's really good, and he's got a great voice for documentary, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's that sort of like, he's not yeah. a, an abrasive Australian. No. He's got a calming Australian voice. But you do know he's more eccentric than than, than we thought he was on, on now. He, here, he was being quite, he must have been being quite well behaved because he had a lot of the, his the sort homies. of groupies around. The homies. But, but no one-on-one in there. We were we were in that other pub and he was doing Steptoe and Son and he was get to, and they they just they don't have a clue what he's doing. He's in this bar and he's just going Harold Harold and they just they're looking round like what's going on yeah. and I just said to him they haven't got a clue what you're doing you know they haven't got a clue what you're doing. Yeah, I did a, a night with him uh, doing karaoke. Oh, did you with him and Lawrence? Oh Lawrence right, Harvey. oh right. Uh, Lawrence is a pretty good singer. Yeah, he, oh, he, he, uh, he, he strikes me as he'd have a set of pipes he, on He it. did um, Goldie Lucky Chain's uh, Your Mama's Got a Penis. Oh, that's fantastic. And uh, and Andrew likes to belt a tune out as well. Yeah, that's why I took him to karaoke bar. Yeah, but was he too levered to do He's it? He's too levered, yeah. He couldn't, he couldn't even bloody get up. He was, he'd been on the greyhound, though. Yeah. You know what that's it's like. Tired and emotional. Him. Yeah, absolutely knackered. And we... We, it, I tell you what, he was on all night, and he got, he had bloody loads of bloody Marys, yeah. Right. And I'd been having a few of them, and all because because you don't know if you know the difference out there. It's like almost a meal, yeah. It comes <laughs> with with bacon in it, yeah. Really? Bacon, celery, little stuff. It, it's like a full meal. You could live off bloody Marys in Las Vegas. Weird, isn't it? <laughs> it's not something I drink here, but oh my god, spicy! Loads of Tabasco, oh, yum yum, glug nah, glug. Not, not my sort of thing. Yeah. Though. Anyway, we got we got a few emails. Bit of shall we? News, that. Yeah. Shall we do um, do these? Uh, yeah. Do your emails. emails here. is saying, "Hi, Mike. What's your thoughts on season three of Mr. Robot?" My thoughts are, I need to watch it. That's exactly. what I do. I need to watch it. I'm a bit behind because I came back from the states and then straight away. We had to work on the website and issue uh, what the issue with the mag that we're doing now is the 40 year anniversary. So we're spending loads of time and these more intricate bits in that involve us and the history of the mag and that. So we're having to put a bit of extra work. And Kel says, hi, Mike, welcome back. Thank you very much. That's nice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. See, most see, people are like, glad to see the back of me. I'm being welcomed back. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. See, the ex wives don't do that. No, no just want to see the bat for the knives. No. Jeff, Jeff Runciman saying, Good evening. As a fan of Starburst and your amazing station, I was wondering if you guys are having a Christmas party that listeners can attend. Best wishes, Jeff. There will probably be some get-together near Christmas, but around about uh, middle of November, we are having a 
very, very special do. And you are more than welcome to come. It is at our Starburst 40th anniversary. It's a follow-up to the magazine that I've just been talking about, the 40-year special. Just email me at jordan.royce at starburstmagazine.com and just ask and I'll put you down on the list. No problem, Jeff, uh, if you want you and a plus one or a plus two, whatever, and come and, uh, yeah, have a bit, have some, have, have a bit, nice bit of buffet, have a chat to us, meet yeah. Deskin, who used to be the head of Marvel UK. I'm sure Rippers will be there as well. Rippers will be there. We'll all be there. It'll be good fun. And anybody else listening to the show tonight, if we've got, we're here for another half hour. If you want to email in studio at fabradiointernational.com. And we've got Twitter, haven't we, Martin? Yep, Starburst underscore Mag. That's it. There's only Polly on there at the minute. but Well, that's all right. And Mike Caldwell is saying, ah, now you're talking about something we're going to talk about after the next break. We're going to our review of Thor Ragnarok. But uh, Mike says, Thor Ragnarok passed the second viewing test with flying colours. Really enjoyed the second, the secret screening I went to for the mag. But the real test was last Saturday. Still the best time I've had at a Marvel film, even if it's not the best one overall. But here's a question. What films go wrong most often on second viewing? For me, it's the Bond series. Apart from GoldenEye and Casino Royale, every bloody one since Dalton has gone down in my estimation on second viewing. Double O heaven to double O shite. Now, it's funny that because... I'd go further than that. You know, uh, at the time when Brosnan took over, they were yeah. saying like, oh, he's a great Bond and everyone was really... Because I love Timothy Dalton and, and mm. the general public didn't seem to take to him. But he was given the proper Bond from the novels. Now, when um, Brosnan took over, everyone went, yeah, oh, he's brilliant. And I remember someone saying to me, well, he's like the definitive Bond, isn't he? He's just got that balance right and all that. And I thought, yeah. if you say so, I didn't. I thought he was all right. And I, it was I, an extension of Remington Steel, wasn't it? I think it? I enjoyed Tomorrow Never Dies. That that was all right and, and all that. But, but yeah, I've got to say on our poll when we did it, and in general, I've noticed since since our friend Daniel Craig's took over, like Roger Moore still held in high esteem by certain age groups. Sean Connery's people still like even, you know, you get the odd grudging thing over um, over George Lazenby, like, oh, he might have been good if he'd have done more. Timothy Dalton people are, are now what they're more receptive to them films. They realise that them two Bond films were really quite something, especially Licence to Kill that was pushing in a, a in the direction very much like Daniel Craig had done. I think mm. they were just 20 years too early. But I've got to say, bloody Pierce Brosnan really has dropped off a cliff when it comes to people just don't seem to give a shit about them Bond films that he was in. Yeah, they don't. I I like some of them, but they, my God, it's they're not, they're nowhere near the favourite. And I think, yeah, you're right on the second screening. I went to see uh, Die Another Day, and I thought I, I enjoyed it the first time. And second time, I thought, Christ, I didn't notice all this last time. Like I didn't notice that the main bad guy had like he had like a super uh, uh, an X Man X Men suit on. <laughs> you know, it was it was really quite odd, and I didn't notice all that. But you do notice um, if it's a great film, you go and see a second time. Like I can't wait to go and see Blade Runner twenty forty nine again. But some films, you go and see them a second time, you think, oh, they're falling apart right before your eyes, aren't they? Yeah, you get I mean, you get bits sort of like you know dazzled by yeah by certain visuals and things. yeah, especially something with special effects, and yes, yeah. you don't dig dig as deep, do you? David Galdart here saying, Hi guys, hope you're Hello. well. I have to say, 
I loved Thor Ragnarok, in my opinion. It's up there with the best Marvel films. I thought it was all the better for having plenty of humour and some nice cameos. Light years better than the last Thor film, which was by no means a dud, but perhaps one of the lesser acclaimed films in the MCU. Yeah, that, that as people don't seem to talk about that one as much, do they? Nice use of Led Zeppelin's Immigrant Song 2, which sounded stunning in the cinema. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to, uh, you'll find out after the break if uh, what we thought of that. Yep. You, uh, should we, is there any quick bit of news before we go to the break? A uh, tiny bit about Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, Joe Russo is uh, promising that there's going to be some unexpected characters in it. We, right. know, we know that everybody we've met so far is going to yeah. be in it. Yeah. But he's, he's teasing something else. So. God, I hope it's not an overbloated mess because it's difficult mm. to make all of them characters fitting in work yeah. properly. So and, I, and give but, them their due as well. So, but I've got to say, he's done them two Captain America films. I've been absolutely bloody fantastic. Yeah. I mean, they have been amongst the best. I've got to say, consistently, out of all of them, whereas you know, with the four movies, with the other movies, you know, Iron Man. The the vary there's some variables. I think they've been solid. The Captain America films. I think Joe Johnston did a cracking job with that era and setting it in World War Two. What a magical film that was! Yeah. Did it cap the first Avenger? Winter Soldier could have been a disaster, but it turned out to be a spy thriller. Like yeah. and and I say Bond films. God, that fight in the lift that was one of the best action sequences I've ever seen in a film and then and then you think well Civil War again lots of characters in that how's he going to do it what a great reward that was yeah absolutely uh, those three Captain America films are solid they're solid I mean to me I'd slightly give the first one the edge because I love that era and he nailed that and they, era they did it really well and yeah they filmed, did filmed some of it around here yeah oh absolutely we did yeah yeah our friend Mr Brian Gorman who, he was uh, yeah he big was, star in that he was uh, he was in it wasn't he he was on the show that was when the shut up Brian episode exactly exactly yeah. but, anyway. but so do you reckon it's going to be sort of like some of the the TV people or or is it just going to be new characters? I'm hoping it's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I also yeah. hope that you'll see stuff like, if it if it's Infinity War, maybe they'll have, um, I, I, don't, I don't know, I'm trying to think, maybe some of the more space-born sort of characters. Yeah, yeah, because we know, know Guardians are going to be in it. Oh, yeah, so it opens the door, doesn't it? To, yeah. that, I was going to say Adam Warlock, but he actually did, was in um, Guardians 2, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah, briefly, although it wasn't, he didn't say who he was. No. I'm excited. But it could it could be that isn't it again? And he, yeah, he does I'm excited. Thing, yeah, I so. think I think it's going to be a tremendous finale to you know, well, nearly a decade. Yeah. Well, it, a decade of cinema that we've all got. I mean, but it's not the finale though. It's not even. No, no. They were no. going to do it as a two parter, but now the next Avengers film Absolutely. is going to be a different one. So, so when we get back after this break. Do we agree with you on this, or am I going to uh, pour a load of cold water on this uh, movie? Because uh, I, as we found out, I'm, I, I didn't exactly tow the party line over Wonder Woman. I don't think you did either. So. No, I was, I was, you know. Mm, yeah, meh. yeah, I know. All right. Well, we'll hopefully you'll you'll find out right after this. Now, your city encounters America's fearless shock producer face to face. As he dares the ultimate in savage realism. America's most daring filmmaker sets out to strike his audience with a thousand volt jolt, and he achieves it. Europix International puts you through the ringer with Frenzy of Blood, a starkly realistic double barrel power package. Frenzy of Blood, offering number one I Dismember Mama. 
violently raw, brutally frank. It had to be made that way. Frenzy of Blood, offering number two. Blood Spattered Bride, where insanity turns to unbearable violence. Together, I Dismember Mama and Blood Spattered Bride. Supervised admission will not permit anyone under the age of 17 to attend unless properly accompanied by a parent or adult guardian. The R rating will be strictly enforced. If you want to discuss Frenzy of Blood, you've got to see it first. Starburst Magazine, issue 442. Available from a newsagent near you. Or download to your tablet today. Across the world. 24 hours a day. This is Fat Radio International. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And you can probably tell I'm trying to figure out as many ways to say that as I can. I'm wondering, yeah. I'm trying, aren't I? It's been going well. It's getting a bit, it's getting a bit a weird, bit, though. That one that was, was a bit, bit of a Shatner one, that. It was a bit, wasn't it? Yeah. I, t- I said that's how I ended up, um, you know, I ended up uh, on at that Champagne's uh, karaoke bar last time. Yeah. And the I was a bit pissed. And no. the Oh, God. I'm not them in that bad. I wanted that. You asked Chris, it was all right this holiday. It was only nearly dead twice, you know. <laughs> believe me. Um, it was like bloody rehab the the last time we went. The, uh, yeah, the, they've got the screen with the, the words on. And now you either take it, I don't know, maybe the truth is that halfway here. I was possibly drunk to the point where things were moving faster than I thought they were because time was slowing down, mm. or they generally had sped the thing up. What do you reckon? I don't know. Well, um, <clears throat> <laughs> I'm saying nothing. Though. Right. Well, they, they weren't going that fast when he had that fishbowl in Leicester. No, you no. Know, but, the, but this, yeah, so Love Really Hurts Without You with Billy Ocean comes on, yeah, and I just couldn't keep up with the, the words coming up, so I, ended, I did a Shatner on it. And I was just talking through the thing because I just couldn't get to to say it quickly. I, I love people who yeah. do something different. Yeah, but so. but but everyone thought I was doing it on purpose, and they were all laughing and screaming and going, "Yeah!" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm just I it's not on purpose." This, and I was going, "Yeah," because I can't help the pain. I can't hide the pain inside me, baby. Love really hurts without you. And I was singing it like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and everyone <laughs> thought, oh, oh, this quaint British guy, yeah. what's he doing? English accent. Good God. Uh, well, I'll tell you something. Over. Hey, an, an English accent over there, British accent, gets you, get, gets, uh, gets you out of a few uh, issues from time to time. They give you the benefit of the doubt when you're being an absolute dick, you know. Um, <laughs> Sue's saying, hi, guys. I have been really disappointed with this year's films. And she's wondering, is there anything coming up that can relieve my film boredom? Sue Turner, what oh, do you reckon? I totally agree with this year's films, though. They have been a bit of a mixed bag, haven't they? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think certainly uh, we can be talking about one in a bit, but yeah. I think next week, I think it is, on the yeah. 10th, Paddington yeah. 2's coming out. That's yeah. meant to be really good. Well, the first one... The first one was a lot of fun. Paddington was a, a great film. And it was... Uh, it wasn't... I mean, it could have been terrible. Yeah. And I I was obviously like, oh, okay, I suppose I'd better watch it just to be get it out of the way. And it was a delightful little film. It yeah, was yeah. really well... The voice talent was brilliant. The, the story was good. 
And it was a really uplifting, fun movie, and I'm all for that. There isn't a lot, lot about it, is there? Yeah, no. yeah. Um, or you well, know, what I'm looking forward to next year. Uh, I think it's February or March. It's due out. Um, is The Shape of Water, Guillermo yeah. del Toro's new film? Oh yeah, which is is a love story, but mm. it's between a woman and a captive sea monster. Right. <laughs> Which, if you look at the poster, it looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon. But... Oh, right, okay. No, that's good. It, well, I like him. It's I, meant to be really you know, good. I like him. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm the, he's the reason I'm a bit unlike, ooh, about these Hellboy movies, because I quite, I liked it. I thought his sort of aesthetic and the way his sort of visuals work really well with that. And yeah. I know they're not everybody's favourite film. No, but, like but also it's one of them things where they just, getting on a, an idea because they know it worked. I know, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got a bit of criticism here, Alan S. Is this a Starburst magazine radio show or a Let's Look Back at My Vacation show? Oh, Alan, Alan, the fact you're even calling it a vacation, what the fuck's wrong with you? Loosen up, buddy. You know, what an arsehole. Um, <laughs> you know, fucking hell. You know, you can't, yeah, you have your own show. You fucking talk about whatever the fuck you want. You know, we've got people who listen every week. They talk to us about what they're up to. We talk about what we're up to. Jesus Christ, you know. Anyway, yeah. shall we do a review of Thor oh, Ragnarok? And then I'll talk about going to Skegness. Please, yeah, because obviously <laughs> Alan needs a bit more. He needs a bit more. You're right. Well... Here you go, first four movie, Kenneth Branagh. And there was a bit of humour in it, and they dealt with the mythology of it, and I think they dealt with... The, there's a lot of ridiculous aspects of this character, like there's a rainbow bridge going to Asgard, there's, a, there's all sorts of daft stuff that's going on. And it's difficult, isn't it, to, to get that into a movie in, the, in the, this day and age. Like... He, the guy, the the actual origin story, Doctor Don Blake finds this um, walk, this cane. He strikes it, it becomes the hammer. You know, mm. whoever possesses this hammer, if he's so worthy, shall possess the the power of four. That's carved into the side of the hammer. Yeah, yeah. And then you go, how are you going to get around that? And and they, they dealt with it right. I mean, the Rainbow Bridge wasn't as ridiculous as it might have looked. Uh, they deal with it in that it's more like a teleportation of sort of portal that gets you there. Yeah, then yeah. you've got uh, Heimdall there, who, who's uh, he's played really well in it. He's 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 great with MIs and all the rest of it. And there's a lot of good stuff. And and I like the fact that even instead of having the he, he whoever shall wield this hammer if he's worthy shall yeah. possess that power for they just had a room a little mark that meant yeah, that yeah, yeah. on the side so they, they dealt with it pretty well went down to earth i, I thought the that's they, they got natalie portman in and she always seemed a bit out of place in it to me uh she always seemed like oh oh after you talk, she always seemed like in between takes she was wandering off to somebody going um you didn't tell me it'd be all this stuff with gods and like you know weird weird characters and CGI. I thought this was a you know somewhat serious you know. Well, she saw Kenneth Branagh and thought it was Shakespeare. Well, that's so. what I mean, you know. And it, I just always thought that she seemed a bit awkward in it. She was great. She's a great actress, but you know what I mean. I'd, I was never convinced in the love scenes where them two were like you know. Yeah. But anyway, the with them two, I like the the line where. She goes, so what? what's all this about then? You know, are you God? And he goes, well, you, you call them, um, 
magic and um, and this science and where I come from, they're one and the same. And I thought, yeah, great, dealt with, dealt with, moving on. Yeah, yeah. I thought that film was all right. It wasn't. It, it took a bit of money. It was very popular, and it, it more set him up for the Avengers, mm. re- really, didn't it? Than, yeah, yeah. Than, it was an introduction. Yeah, it was, and I thought it was pretty good, and. Everybody seemed to enjoy it. It had possibly the most tacked on cameo ever, that one with Hawkeye in the yeah, that yeah. you know for a fact we, they were never on the same uh, same sound same filming stage right. in any way, shape or form. Um it was great. It got a lot of stuff across and, and it was fun. The second one, again, I enjoyed it. Um but I do get do you know the funny thing about the second one? Don England looked gloomy in that film <laughs> well it is like the first one it was all set in america you know in that can you all sunny bright everything looked good bloody good god it looked rainy and grim and gray and, and i'm like yeah i know but <laughs> you, do, do you really want that in your superhero movies i don't know something can't we at least have some good weather in the superhero movies well that we watch it, and then we wouldn't believe it then so. well you know good god but you know what i mean it was like all didn't it? Everything looks a bit meh. Uh, anyway, so that's Dark World. Christopher Eccleston. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Who's so serious about all the roles he takes and all that. And there he is with, with goblin ears on. He, he does a lot of uh, genre. I know he does, yeah, mm. but I'm just saying at that particular moment, he, I think he'd just been <laughs> doing an interview about how, you know, he doesn't... Uh, he was very careful about the roles he chooses and there. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, that was for the money, wasn't it? That one. Come on, come on, Christopher. You um, know, yes, you yes. know it was. Anyway, so Dark World. Some people didn't seem to like it as much as as uh, some of the other Marvel movies. And, mm. and and as David said, it seems to not be held up there. I find it quite good, but yeah, these better Marvel studios. It's not movies. one I've gone back too much. This one, but the the thing was again not over, not very it, quite but serious, not that many laughs in it. Same as the other one. Certainly not Iron Man sort of standard of laughs and humour. Mm, deliberately, yeah. yeah. And this director, uh, what's his name? Taiki Wakiti. Uh, uh, Taiki, Taiki. Yeah, yeah. Chris but can we say know, it perfectly. Yeah, we know, we, know, we know him anyway, yeah. and we know the films he's done. And he's a very different sort of director. Very inspired choice. And boy, is this film funny. I, it's, it's a joy, isn't it? I loved it. And can I say, the overdose of humour was great because it's an antidote to the other two movies. It's mm. sort of like you can watch them now and it progressively gets more into the fantastic with this one. And um, It also has the version of the Hulk that I've been wanting to see on screen since mm. I was five years old, the, the overgrown child with a bad temper who always does the right thing and he's misunderstood, but he... He's generally got a heart of gold. And um, that Hulk, and then the banner that's off the scale, intelligent, who'll solve things as well, the two heroes in one. And you've had the TV Hulk, really. They gave the Hulk not much personality. They just treated it. It's more like a Jekyll and Hyde story. The the Hulk um, movies you've had, the original one, that that weird one from... um, Ang Lee. Yeah, Ang Lee. I, Don't weird, make me angry. Yeah, and and they he, the that horrible thing he did by the angrier the Hulk got, the bigger he got till he was almost Godzilla size at one yeah. point. Totally misjudged what the character was all about. And then the first 
Hulk in this modern iteration was uh, in the Incredible Hulk movie. Yeah, yeah. Now, they ain't got the rights to this. They had to negotiate very hard to use the, the Hulk because it's universal that have the rights to Hulk as a movie. Yeah. But they've got the rights to use him as a character. It's bizarre, that, isn't it? So you've not had an outright Hulk movie because of that. Now, so I think that works, actually, that way. Because it's, well, yeah. You're not overdoing you've it. You've worked him into, the, into it. And like this was was a great... Uh, the Hulk was absolutely front and centre in this film. Mm. And I've got to say, like I say, it's the version of the Hulk I remember. Now, he's supposed to have been the Hulk for a few years, so the Hulk's obviously developed speech mm. and, and become more advanced. And now you've got the Hulk that I remember. And it was a joy to see him on screen. I liked all the bickering and the banter and the silly stuff between him and Thor. But, that's what I remember from the comics growing and, up. And that's something they built up with the Avengers films. Yeah, that exactly. Them two sort yeah. of like played off each other yeah. really really well i thought loki was great in it i mm. thought i mean he's, he's good in he it's edelston he is he's yeah. good in he he's um he, i do like him a lot and i mean i i love when he's on screen in this he, i thought this was great the character that was his sidekick who's the rocky guy um yeah. they cog yeah cog he he in the comics, you had Planet Hulk, and the Planet Hulk saga was you got some... Uh, the, 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 he was basically too powerful. He kept unintentionally causing havoc, the Hulk, and, he, and they all conspired. Um, Tony Stark, Doctor Strange, Reed Richards, and a few others tricked him into a ship that took, took him on a journey and got him on off Earth and, and landed him on that planet that they'd predisposed would reduce his powers because of the gravity of the planet and, mm. and then he could just live a normal life there, yeah. And um, he did, and but he became he got enslaved, became a gladiator, got the top of the tree, was nearly ruling the planet and everything, got married, he was dead happy, and then the ship that they took him on there it blew up and destroyed half the planet, killed his wife, all that. So then he gathered together the, the other gladiators, and he's one of them, the mm. Rocky guy, and he him, and they they were called the Warbound, and they came back to Earth, and that was the story, World War Two, World War Hulk. Mm. Sorry, World War Two. That <laughs> didn't involve a green creature of any kind, that one. Um, it's not the way the, I remember no, it. No, it's not the way I remember it either. The, um, so World War Hulk was basically the Hulk turning up with his mates to get, teach everyone a lesson and mm. and tell them what arm they've done and that was that was that great story uh they're obviously not going to go down that route and tell world war hulk so they they thought right we'll do planet hulk they managed to do a pretty good job of boiling it down and making it part of this yeah yeah i think it's enjoyable uh, but I do love the humour. That 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 guy, I don't know who's doing the voice talent for that Korg, but Korg, I can tell you. Who is it? It's the director. Oh, is it? It's Taika Waititi. Is it? Is that actually yeah. him? Yeah. That's brilliant. He he was very funny. He did funny. the ping pong balls as well. He was very, very funny. And um, I, I love the bit where he's talking about the hammer going and the hammer, it threw me and it, I could fly and he got, and then he goes, and the, no, no, so you could fly. He goes, no, 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 the hammer would pull me off. The hammer would pull you off? And yeah. It's so funny. Yeah, it's done so innocently, but brilliant. So funny. Lots of gags. Yeah, it's very, it is, a, it's, it is a, at its heart, a comedy. It's a comedy kind of cosmic road movie, yeah. sort of, isn't it? And it's very different, and I found it refreshing, and, and I can't wait to see it again. Absolutely. And that's my two, the two tests that I always say, did he enjoy it and would I see it again? Hell yes and hell yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and we only had one. Real uh, slow motion yeah. sequence, the uh, the, yeah. the Valkyrie attack. 
Oh, well, the, you know what? That worked, though. It worked because they were trying to do it like that as a vista. You and, had to, and it was a flashback, so it, but I've got it, it to, was a different technique. Absolutely. And I've got to say, the only few times you had any slow-mo was just at the beginning of the bridge. I love the bit when Valkyrie, who, by the way, great interpretation of the character. And, yeah, they've gone totally against type again, where they, this was a Nordic, blonde, tall, blonde um, lady in the comics and they've gone for somebody who looks totally different but I thought she was fantastic I mm. uh, I loved her boozy ways and the sass and the uh, the oh, way yeah. she was giving shit to Thor all the time because he was being a bit too serious you know yeah and um yeah we do yeah this is it this is this is what you want and it? it's a comic book movie the cameo with Doctor Strange showed another thing how effortlessly now they've built this universe up and they, they can now effortlessly have people drop in and out yeah, yeah. of the side. And that's just and like the that, comments. That's what we were hinting at with Infinity yeah. War, where yeah. we're going to see a lot of things, but it might yeah. just be for a fraction of a second. Yeah, but I just love that, where for he turns up, and uh, the, that music from Doctor Strange, the movie, mm. that that, mu- that music starts to play, and you know exactly where he is, yeah, you yeah. know, in Greenwich. Um, and he's go- he goes up as a chat. I thought that was another highlight of the film. Yeah, yeah. Him and, him and Without Doctor getting Strange. into too many spoilery bits, there's, there's mm. a, a great play in there as well. Yeah. Which is uh, in Asgard. Yeah, it's wonderful. And it's the, the, the Loki and Thor story. Yeah, and but, it, it's did, did, Loki, what Loki, how Loki sees it. Yeah. Very much. And but, uh, yeah. but did you see who the d- people were? No. Did the, you're not twig who they were? No, I didn't, no. Right. Again, close your ears if you've not seen it and yeah. you don't want to if you don't want to be spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. Thor mm. was Matt Damon. All right. Oh no, Thor Thor was Luke Helmsworth. All right, yeah. Uh Loki was Matt Damon. Yeah. And uh Odin was Sam Neill. Do you know what I didn't recognise? So you'll recognise them next I time. I will now, yeah, yeah. See, that's genius. I yeah. didn't know that. I wish I'd have known before I saw it, actually. It was only because I yeah. recognised Matt Damon. I thought, is it? Right, is it? no, is that's... It? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm seeing the faces now. and Because they did look familiar. Yeah. They did, but they, I couldn't tell. Yeah. No, that's genius. That was great. Really good film. And really as we mentioned film. earlier, and, and as, as David said earlier, the, yeah. the soundtrack... You, I wasn't oh. over-keen of using Led Zeppelin twice. I think that was over-egging the pudding, but... Yeah. Boy, it worked on that bridge battle, though. Yeah, and it's and you know what, David, it did sound mint on them bit on this big set sound system in the cinema. That that song and the going across the bridge and then falls letting rip with the lightning and and it. God, talk I mean, about crowd pleasing. The I one thing, it. the one thing I would have done, fantastic, if I was directing it, because you know I can do that as of well. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have licensed the Kiss song "God of Thunder." Yeah, that makes sense. Just for mm. the riff mm. and the chorus, maybe. Yeah. Because, you know, the other bit that you see in the trailer, which is course, not yeah. by the way, you know, what what were you the god of again? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, you know, yeah. you could have got dum 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 yeah. dum 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 You know. See, I, I, yeah, I get where you're coming from with that. But, it's you know, really that's, that's the only time I'm going to sing that riff. No, it's good. <laughs> it's, it was a good idea. But, like, so, you know, it, yeah, could have been, you know, it's not everybody's thing if you're not into a bit of comedy in these sort of things you, but might, I think you might rub you the a, wrong way but it's a I great way it. of bringing different people into a superhero film it did yeah did it really because well. they'll enjoy it for the comedy yeah. rather than the superhero and it has set itself up very nicely for, for what's coming next but i've got to say and and we've not mentioned mm-hmm. jeff goldblum oh jeff goldblum was amazing yeah. in it 
Jeff Goldblum was, was, was absolutely brilliant in it. He was amazing. Best thing I've seen him in for a long time. And I've got to say, the they've said if you're thinking it might be because it's comedy or it might not be serious, no, a lot of very big events happen in this film. It's, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's certainly seismic. A, it's actually. a pivotal part of the story. Oh yeah, you if you miss this, you're missing out on some huge developments in the uh, whole saga. Mm. And I think you'll be struggling when you come to Infinity War if you've not seen this because I think it's going to play into it quite well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, to me, I was expecting about... I was. I thought it looked good. I, I like the trailers that I, I saw. I like the, the way they, they'd gone very 70s with the trailer. Brilliant, yeah. I I I thought it would be maybe an 8 out of 10 and I'd, I'd give it a 9. And I think, you know, I'd probably just echo that. Because, yeah. yeah, the trailer I loved. Yeah, it I loved the lot trailer. Of, it looked fun from the yeah. trailer. You're always a bit apprehensive, mm. but, you know, it it's was. It's like Sue Turner was saying, though, there have been a lot of disappointments yeah, this year. absolutely. And um, they, you've got, when something like this comes along and it's entertaining, you know. Yeah, and it's that's entertaining. It. Yeah, th- this And that's is, what we pay our money for. Yeah, I, I came out of the cinema, like, say, uh, Blade Runner 2049. That's the first 10 out of 10 that have given a film for a long, long, long time. And now this is a 9 out of 10. The, these are two films that I've just seen within a couple of weeks. What? And they, they couldn't be more different and have been entertained start to finish. So curious then, because this was so good, mm. why did it not get a 10? Uh, oh, I, I, you know, I just think that... Do you think it might go up onto the next screening? You might... Enjoy maybe, it more. Maybe, maybe. Um, I'm not trying to convince you. No, but, you I think know, I think maybe it it um, it was quite. It was long, and it was. Um, it didn't it was, feel as long. It didn't feel crazy long, but no, I, I don't so know. That's what she said. Anyway. I don't know. I just I just think that the other that was hard sci-fi done brilliantly. It's, I know it's, it's hard to do a it's film a like totally Blade Runner. It's a totally different thing, and it was more impressive visually. Yes, yeah, and 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 that's it. But I but, do, but I do. But I think of just enjoyment. I think I enjoy Thor more. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I think I think like say the other it's a different. That just took me somewhere. That other film that mm. Blade Runner did it was brilliant, and and hard sci-fi is really hard to do well, and it's done. That's done well. Like last year, Arrival. Yeah, that that was a great sci-fi film, and you know this this again. Did, but for I think, um, yeah, maybe uh, maybe some of it it was a little bit rushed. I think the stuff with Odin was not told as straightforward as it as it could have been. It, you're not quite sure what exactly has happened to to him. I don't think. I don't know. I thought I thought that was fairly clear. I don't know. But, it's um, difficult. It's not. And we've very again, we've got to be really careful with spoilers because yeah, it only no. opens in America this weekend. Right. Well, um, if you're listening in the states, go and go and see it because you'll have a good time. Yeah. You will have a good time. You won't come out of that thinking, "Oh, what a load of rubbish!" Uh, board and all that. Because I got the impression like a lot of people were moaning about the comedy element in Iron Man Three, saying, "Oh, it's too over the top with the comedy. This is not what we signed up for." This, this, I think, is more consistent with its comedy. It's more, I think it it's, sets its stall out from the beginning that it is going to be a very light-hearted it, episode. It's very much in the same way Guardians of the Galaxies yeah, uses the, exactly. the humor. Yeah, yeah, it's banter rather than. You know, slapstick. But I did enjoy this much more than Guardians 2. Mm. 
I did. I thought I thought Guardians Two. Guardians was all Two right. felt too long. That that did. Yeah, I don't. I think this is a lot better than that. I mean, you've had you've had uh, three solid entries this year. You've had uh, Spider Man. You have. <laughs> oh dear me, Spider <laughs> Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah. Um, you've had uh, Guardians 2, you've had this. They're, they're, they're solid movies. Three, mm. All three of them are solid movies that I sit down and watch now. And I think that's that's great. And yet, you know, D- DC, you've got... Seriously, DC, you've got a long way to go. Yeah. I, I hope you pull it off, and I hope Justice League <laughs> gets this thing on the right track because... I, they're getting like Hobbit movies to me. I yeah. I have to sit through them because I'm the editor of this mag and I need to know uh, what they are. But it feels like a chore. It does. It feels like work. If you tell me now I've got to go and see the Justice League, I'm not looking forward to it because I've, I've been burnt that many times with them. Yeah, yeah. But there you go. I don't want to be that guy that uh, every single time I'm reviewing a movie is an opportunity to compare the shit DC movies to this. You know, it's... I'm going to go in and hope for the best with Justice League and hope that this um, the, the work that's been done on it by Joss Whedon is uh, enough to turn it into something malleable, worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. you yeah. never know. You never know. Strange know. things have happened. Anyway, without... let's talk about Stranger Things. We can try and do that when we've watched it. Properly. We will. We will get around to this. I'm we halfway are... through. So we are very busy boys at the moment, trying to get this 40-year anniversary issue of Starburst together, and we we will hopefully be out of the woods next week and we will be on this show relaxed going yes that was good it's gone off to print we'll be burned out and we'll also have a website as well so next week next week's uh, episode we might just be sat here celebrating with you that we've got through it all but that's about it We're, we're out of time so I've been Mike and he has been Martin and we will see you next week Tumbling through a thousand centuries You don't know where you land It's a dark in mythology Treasures of history To be found The legends of time All the handiworks remain Only the dreamer Listening to Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Starburst Radio is sponsored by Fab Cafe, TV and movie theme bar, Portland Street, Manchester.